0: Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello and welcome to episode three of The Passing Shot. My name is Joel, and this week uh, we've got action-packed ten minutes for you. Uh, We're going to be talking about, well, first of all, we're going to be previewing Um, the upcoming Queen's tournament in London. Uh, We're going to be looking back um, on the exploits uh, last week, uh, both in Nottingham and in Stuttgart. And we're going to finish uh, with a little cheeky uh, statistic for you uh, just to wet your whistle uh, for the upcoming grass court season. Um, So, yeah, so let's crack on. So let's start with Queen's. And I think we would all agree that the biggest the biggest news coming out um, in the last few days or so is Andy Murray, after almost a year out with a hip injury, um, has said, yeah, I'm going to make my comeback uh, at Queen's. And, you know, I when I first heard this, I was actually quite surprised. Um, I was hearing rumours um, that, you know, he was going to delay and potentially uh, take a wild card into Eastbourne. Um, But no, he said um, he, you know, he had a few practice sessions and has decided, you know, his hip is okay, and this is the best time. It's now or never to kind of see, you know, where, you know, where my hip is at, um, particularly in terms of competitive play. Um, You know, Queen's is a 500 tournament, um, which I think, you know, it's kind of it almost does a disservice, to be honest, to the to the list the player entry list it gets. Um, You've obviously got your Grand Slams and then your Masters Series events. Now, the level for Queen's is, you know, almost a, a, you know, Masters level quality field. And, you know, it's not going to be easy for Murray just to, you know, come back in, swing some forehands and, you know, bam, he's champion. Um, You know, I think there's got to be, you know, a level of expectation there and that level of expectation... You know, I think he should be quite low, even though he's won the tournament, uh, I think, uh, five, you know, five t- five times, possibly. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's won the tournament. Um, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, where he can get to. Um, you know, looking at his first match against Nick Kyrgios, you know, that is not going to be an easy... And that's not an easy opponent. Um, you know, he's got a good head-to-head record against him. He's beaten him on grass before. I remember him absolutely smashing him at Wimbledon. But Kyrgios is coming off the back of some good results on grass. He got to the semi-finals of Stuttgart last week. Came up uh, against Roger Federer. Um, only lost to him in a you know battling, uh, deciding set, which went to a, a final set tiebreak. Uh, which he lost 7-5, so, you know, pushed him, you know, very close, um, and he'll be in, you know, he'll be in good form, um, you know, coming into Queen's, uh, you know, there's always that element with Kyrgios, you know, how is he going to be on the day, um, but I think, you know, he loves, he loves, you know, he loves the big occasions, he loves playing the big players, and, you know, I know that him and Murray have that kind of, element between them, um, but I think once we get on court, you know, he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna feel sympathetic towards him. He's just gonna view him as you know any other opponent, and you know he's gonna give him a hundred and ten percent. So I think it's gonna be a really tough, tough start for yeah for Andy Murray. And you know what my what my feeling is, what my expectation is that I just hope that Murray can get through. Um, he can get through. He can get through the um, the rigor of you know ATP uh, ATP tour level match um, without any significant discomfort. I'm not really bothered about the result. Um, I just want him yeah to go through the match and and yeah just make sure his his body is okay. Realistically, I think Kiragos will probably win um, in two sets, and I think it will be quite comfortable you know, maybe like a six three, six four. Um I obviously would love Murray to win, but yeah, I can't see Kyrgios not winning. Um and I think Murray will take a wild card into Eastbourne uh, you know, in, in next week, um just so he can get a bit more match practice and perhaps with a you know with a player field that is a little less competitive um and lower ranked than at Queens. Um so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on on Andy Murray um, and the kind of the Queen's draw. Following on from that, let's look at some other Brits. Um, we've got Dan Evans, um, who in Nottingham last week at one of the Challenger events, which is the level below the you know the, below the ATP um, main circuit, he uh, came up and was runner up in Nottingham, lost to Alex Diminur. The Australian uh, young gun um, in the final, but um, he's coming on leaps and bounds and kind of showing well he's you know he's showing that form that almost got him to you know into the top 100 before you know his drug ban um, been given a wild card into Queens and if he performs well there, it'll be very interesting to see if you know how the All England club um, react and whether they give him a wild card into the main draw of Wimbledon or whether they give him a wild card into qualifying does he need a, a wild card into qualifying I'm not sure but um obviously there's a lot of it's not just a simple decision for the All England Club because you know he you know he took co- you know essentially he took cocaine and if you know the All England Club um decide to give him a wild card does that mean they are uh, you know promoting uh people who've uh had you know drug bans in the past. Does that matter? Yeah. Particularly with you know the only kind of particularly with Sharapova in mind as well, you know, how receptive are they going to be to yeah to Dan Evans? Um so that will be, you know, interesting to see. Uh, obviously rooting for him at Queens. Um I think he can yeah, I think he can do well. Um, but yeah he uh he needs to kind of step it up and um yeah it be interesting to see actually how the, the British crowd reacts um to to him as well. Um and then finally uh the other Brit of mention uh, at the moment is Johanna Conter who um was again playing in Nottingham last week. Um did very well, got to the final, final against Ashley Barty, um and uh got to third set 4-1 down third set, brought it back to four all, contentious call, and it sounds like she just uh she she blew up. Um, you know, she uh went she um she disputed a line call with the umpire, um, refused to shake the umpire's hand at the end, um, and had to be called out for the presentation ceremony. Now, you know, if you look at that performance, very good performance given, you know, her year so far to get to the final. Um, but, you know, I think we've got to remember, you know, she's at a, a British tournament, you know, British eyes are on you know are on her and, you know, spectators who may not follow tennis all year round are on her so I don't think, you know that is a particularly good look, I mean it shows that obviously she's very competitive and very up for it um, but, yeah, I don't feel like that's a good look in front of the you know, the general uh, British public Um She's moving on to Birmingham this week, uh, and has got Kavita. I think in the first round, which will be a very, very tough match, given uh, Kavita's pedigree already on you know on grass courts, having already been a you know a Wimbledon champion. Um, so you know, I think that will be a good gauge, you know, of where her you know of where her of, of where she's at. Um, yeah, on a grass court. Um, So, yeah, that kind of covers my um, look at uh, Queen's um, and the, you know, Brits on tour. The statistic I want to end with is concerning uh, Roger Federer. uh, And this is part of Scoreboard Stories. Um, Federer, uh, I I found the other day, which completely amazed me, was Federer and Kyrgios uh, have now played each other three times and the they've all gone to three sets so they've played nine competitive sets and all of them apart from one has ended in a tie break um, and it's yeah kind of proof to me that you know Kyrios he does you know he does bring himself up a level when he faces you know the big you know the big names you know top five in the world or, or whatever um you know he really kind of yeah steps it up and it probably opens the question yeah can he he can do it against top 5 and he can you know hit with the big boys but when he's making his way through the rounds can he can he you know keep his like level uh up um to beat you know to beat you know the players in like the top 20 top 50 or whatever um and, and keep mentally switched on. Um uh, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of an interesting stat um around um yeah, the both Federer's performance um but also Kyrgios as well. And I've no doubt uh we're going to be hearing Kyrgios's name a lot over the next kind of uh 4 to 6 weeks or so um with the grass court season because he looks like he's in in good form. Okay, so That concludes uh, this episode of The Passing Shot. Feel free to follow us on all the social media channels, on Facebook, on Instagram and on Twitter. um, And subscribe to us coming soon uh, on iTunes. Thank you and have a good day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen